How you doing? My name is Dave Scholler. I'm telling it like it is. Today I have three amazing guests with me. I have Coach Witherspoon, Coach Wells, both from Dr. Phillips High School, and John Magrino from Dr. Phillips High School. Obviously, championship level sports in the past year. I think you both won titles this year, right, Coach? No, just a basketball team. We uh, won in 2017. 2017. Well, I haven't won one in a lot longer than that, Coach, so that's okay. <laughs> It's been a while. Been a little while between drinks, and Coach uh, Witherspoon, you won this year. I, I remember reading about that. John always sends me the clippings and stuff. We did. It was a good year. Um, first state championship in school history. So awesome! Great job. Great job. Those are tough to come by. Coaches, we want to talk today about the changing face of uh, college athletics. It's just the the Supreme Court ruling, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, I'm just nervous about it because I'm, I'm afraid of. Uh, I don't know. I, I think sometimes the kids will get exploited a little bit. Uh, I'm hoping they don't, but I feel like it sounds good on paper, but I'm just nervous about some of the guidelines that maybe won't be set. Uh, so in the last two weeks, since the ruling by the Supreme Court, I was looking at University of Miami, uh, promised to give a local gym about $500 to each University of Miami football player. Um, Michigan had the one I liked the most, which was selling jerseys with the players' names on the back, which I was pretty excited about. I'm hoping that that one would uh, be the easiest to execute and take advantage of uh, helping the kids out instead of maybe something that's a gray area. And, of course, Texas A&M talking about uh, $10,000 for two players to have exclusive interviews during the season. So um, what do you guys think would be some of the, the pitfalls in any of those or, or any of the positives or negatives in any of those situations? Anybody can jump in anytime. I guess first the, the Miami deal with each kid getting $500 a month. I mean, that's great that they're involving the whole team. You know, that's what you worry about with individual players, you know, getting more recognition or, or, or more than, than other kids and which is going to happen. But I mean, I, I think it's just great that it's going into effect and it, and it can affect everybody on a team. I agree. Did, did I read that wrong? Uh, did they say each starter or each scholarship player? Each because uh, they each had of the some 90, gray area. Yeah, each I read each of the ninety players would get five hundred. Okay, I, at the beginning I saw each scholarship kid, ah. uh, which provides you know some gray area. Sure. And then if you uh, differentiate that with the starters and non-starters, it, it's it's going to be tough. So is that five? Did you say five hundred dollars for the season or per month? I read per month is what I read in the article. Yeah. Um. You said I'm sorry. Per month. I saw it per month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why I saw okay. it so per month. All right. Well, it's not a lot of money. I mean, per kid. So, you know, but uh, you know, at least everyone's getting something that that that'll uh, stave off a little bit of jealousy for the most <laughs> part, right? Right. The other thing I thought was interesting with that one was there was an article on ESPN about it. And the guy, the, the business owner um, said he wants to help the kids, but he also wants a better product on the field. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that, um, oh which goodness. is just interesting to think about, like um, that he's hoping that his payment brings in better players uh, hmm. and, and that the, the Miami football team is better because of what he's doing. So um Another, that, another that's another. a dangerous uh that's a dangerous statement to make yeah because that's that's a compliance nightmare right there because yeah. the, the idea the, the whole idea behind it it was to separate performance 
from reward. Uh, it was, you know, you can make money on your name, your image, your likeness, but what you do on the field is supposed to be completely separate. And we all know the truth is a little different, right? Oh, yeah. Because the top players are typically going to get the, uh, the uh, some sort of compensation down the road because it makes, from a business sense, it makes more sense from a popularity. Um, I, I wonder if this Miami deal has any sort of, um, is, this just, is this just a straight payment? Does it matter? Do you forfeit uh, the ability to make that money? Maybe if you screw up in this way or that way, what, you know, I'd like to see the details on that. Because if it does, I mean, if it's, if it's just straight up money, that's all right, whatever. But if, uh, if, if it's tied to anything, like if you could actually lose it by, you know, falling out of favor or doing, or for example, breaking rules, and then suddenly you voided your contract uh, with that company, I think that then that turns into something a little more interesting for me, because I think it encourages actually a greater personal responsibility in terms of character, uh, in terms of um, editing your behavior, as Coach Saban would like to say. Uh, and if that's, if that's the case, and that's a good thing, you know, make, protecting your brand, protecting the brand of the company that's, that's sponsoring you, protecting the school in the same way. So if it, to me, if it's a good thing, if it keeps, if it keeps um, character at the forefront, if, that, if character is tied into it and adherence to rules is tied into it, I don't see that as a bad thing. Coach Wells, I mean, how big is a college football team? 90 players? Uh, over 100. We, we had over 100 if you include, you know, the walk-ons. Wow. You know, usually there's about 85. I don't know how they're going to do the new rules now with the corona guys uh, in the extension. But 85 scholarship kids, you know, plus about 15, 20 uh, so walk-on kids. So now with the size of a team like that, is it how hard would it be to make sure that every kid is getting – getting the amount of money that they've been promised to, is that make it a, a, like a nightmare with the size of that team? I know in basketball, sometimes we have, you know, 13, 15, 20 kids. Football is enormous. I mean, that's, that's a large number of people you have to look out for. Does that make it like a difficult situation, the, the size of the team? Yeah, that's going to make it hard because who's going to be the li liaison between the kids, you know, and the companies, you know, um, obviously the coaches can't do it. Compliance, I'm sure they probably, they don't want it's going to be a necessary it. evil. They don't want to have to do it, you know. So who's going to be that person, you know, to make sure everything is straight and narrow and everybody's getting what it's supposed to get? And, you know, uh, it's going to be a nightmare. Like you said, with 100 kids, 90 kids, it's going to be tough. And it's not like, 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 like Magrino said. And it's not. What would you say, Coach Witherspoon? I was just saying that it doesn't go through the school. It's going to go from company to kid. Right. So – the school is not going to be able to help with the logistical part, really. I mean, the kids right. have, there's supposed to be a system in, in place for reporting, right. you know, for each kid, but hopefully the you know, structure of these, these companies are good. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. The, the, this, this, the funny thing is like, once it starts to get to like to 500, 600, then, you know, like say, I don't know, in basketball, the higher schools will offer a thousand and then another school will take it to 1500. It's going to be, it's going to become even a, a bidding war in a different sense, I guess, over the years as we get forward, as we go forward with this. It's uh, I'm happy for the 500 one. I, I guess if we, we could find a way to help the kids out, I, I want to do it, but I'm just afraid of like the, the actual execution of it, I guess. I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical because like you said, if the university could stay out of it, which they're supposed to, um, it's, it makes it. Here's uh, the thing though, with all this is, is, is a business has to, you look at it from the business perspective, 
they have to benefit some way off of this. If they're not going to benefit, you know, I know that we're all projecting like what could happen in this and what we're afraid of, but at the end of the day, you, have, you really don't have any idea what the end result is. In it. But I will tell you this, if a company is not making money, this is, this is not going to be as, as terrifying as I think a lot of people want it to be, or either want it to be or expect it to be, right? Sure. Because I know there's a lot of purists that, that don't want any, any compensation and, you know, I ask you simply, why not? Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, if a, again, if a company is not going to benefit, uh, and you, why would they continue to do it? So yeah. the, you have to wait and see what's what's going to happen down the road. Right. I mean, I, I just <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be really interesting just to watch. And I, like I say all the time, I've been thinking about it for many weeks, and I always feel like it's going to take a good five to ten years before we see the real mm-hmm. effects of it. You know. But I agree with you 100% if the business isn't making money. But I would have to think, like, if the if the Florida, if, if the University of Florida, your alma mater there, Johnny, if uh, if the University of Florida has, has has attached a business to its name, I think that's got to help the business down there, wouldn't it? Well, they can't attach their business to anything. I mean, they right. you're talking about the, the business attaching it to the players. players yeah. right? The school, you know, let's right. remember the school can't be involved. Right, right. but um, I would think that would help, wouldn't it? I mean... Again, fine. Yeah, you know, from a PR standpoint, sure. But you know, does it translate into dollars? Yeah. You know, ha- if it brings here's, people into the rest. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rod. You were gonna say no, that. here's the problem. The school is not supposed to be involved. Right. But I deal with college recruiters, and coach deals with college recruiters all the time. You're gonna sell everything, every positive about your school. Right. You know, so I might not say it per se, but whoever hosts the kid. I'm going to make sure that kid knows this is what you get if you come to Florida. This is what you get if you come to the University of Miami. So it's definitely going to be a recruiting tool for, I mean, if I'm 18 years old and I know automatically as soon as I get there, I can get a $500 check. That's going to play into, you know, my decision. So these college coaches, they need a job and they're trying to get the best recruits. So they're going to, they're, they're going to be involved. For right. us to think they're not going to be involved is, is crazy. Right. Yeah. Well, they, at least they'll know who to talk they might they might not be able to help you personally with that but they'll know who can help you yes absolutely now now the 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 one with michigan i i I don't know maybe i'm being naive i feel comfortable with this one with like selling a kid's jersey with his name on it and letting them profit from it i I feel comfortable with that for some reason maybe i'm way off but that one seems the best to me like to have a kid maybe be able to benefit off the sales of their name on the back of a michigan jersey I, i feel like there's probably some negatives there too, obviously, but I feel like that's a that's a positive one. I mean, I, I don't know, I could be a thousand percent wrong here, but I just feel like that one to me might be the easiest one for me to wrap my head around. But anybody see any any positive negatives of that situation? I love that Sorry. one because the the best players are going to be rewarded for that. I mean, sure. you're you're not running around with four string punter's <laughs> uh, name on the back of your shirt. Um, his parents will buy his jersey right, right. you know what i mean like the, the, the most talented players would be the ones getting rewarded from that and you know and just from a, a coaching standpoint and, and appreciating guys that love the game and want to be the best at their craft uh, as opposed to the kids that are going to just be you know more so brand ambassadors and focus on other things outside of their sport um i appreciate the the, the kids that are going to be rewarded for being one of the best players Definitely. The problem is going to come, where are you going to sell this jersey? 
at Walmart outside the stadium because you, they're not going to let you sell it on the campus without them getting their cut. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we're they're not going to have it in the bookstore down there in Michigan uh, with somebody's last name on it. So, um, unless they're getting, you know, their fair share. So, where, where are they going to sell the jersey? Right. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that, Coach. Yeah. That is a great point. And, and how, and if it is on campus, like you said, the school's going to take their cut. Yep. Because the kids are already starting their clothing lines. There's been multiple kids, uh, college athletes already, you know, put up their website with their brand on it, their name, mm-hmm. you know, their number. Obviously, they, they can't use um, school logo or anything on there, but the kids are already, you know, starting their, their, their clothing line brand and selling those. But obviously, the big money maker is selling the official jersey with your name on it it'll be interesting to follow the kids that are making the most and how much comes in just out of curiosity from someone like myself, like just to follow, like how much money they make, like how much money could a a kid make? Like the kids who already started, like it'll be interesting to hear those numbers as they come in. It's uh, it's going to be eye opening and it's going to be just an amazing thing to to watch. Yeah. I don't don't know if the, if the large amount of money is going to come in by, by selling their, their, uh, their name on their Jersey. I think it's going to come from outside. Um, but I think that the, who's going to make the most money on this is not the athletes. Uh, I think that the people that are going to be working for them, trying to secure deals for them on the outside, they're going to make the consistent amount of money over the long haul. An athlete only has really, unless you're going pro, you got about two or three years to make some sort of change, uh, some sort of money. And uh, so the long-term benefits are, are not going to be the athletes, which is what we're actually trying to help, right? I mean, the whole idea is to give athletes – uh, more money, which they are, but they're not the ones that are going to be making the most, in my opinion. I think it's going to be, uh, they're going to make a percentage of it. But once again, you know, I, you know, greed got us to this point. Can everybody agree on that? I mean, <laughs> you, you, like all, all of the, and I'm not talking about athletes. I'm talking about, you know, the universities making money, the, t, uh, the uh, TV uh, networks, everybody making money except the guys that are actually producing the product, right? Yeah. So, all, everybody got got a piece of it, and now athletes have an opportunity to make it, and they're still not going to be making as much as they probably should have in the past. I don't know if anybody agrees with me on that. More than zero, though. <laughs> so, well, again, I 100%. Yeah. I mean, you know, not nothing yeah. anymore. Um, yeah, and I'm in favor of that. I'm, I'm actually – get what you can get, in my opinion. Right, right. yeah. But, but, again, just like Coach Witherspoon said, you're only talking about 10% maybe 20% of the guys on the team, you know, uh, you know, I was a Syracuse backup linebacker. I played with Donald McNabb. So everybody's trying to get, you know, to McNabb or to Bucky Jones, you know, there's a few guys, but again, nobody's buying, you know, 42, but, but my family. So (laughs) I I don't see, (laughs) I don't see a lot of, I don't see a lot of guys making, you know, making a lot of money off this thing. Now that, that brings me to my next point. Um, what about those non-revenue sports? You think they'll be able to profit at all off of this, those athletes, or or no? Uh, you know, I'm meaning obviously football and basketball being the big revenue sports, but I don't know. How about how about a, a non-revenue sport? What do you, what do you coaches think about that, John? What do you think? I, swimmers can make money uh, certainly if they're get sponsored by uh, you know Tier or Speedo or uh, any of the other brands. But um, but again, as 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 coaches both said, I mean. You're looking at Katie Ledecky. They're the ones that are going to get the. Of course, she's out of school already. But, but you have to be that type of that type of swimmer in order to make that money. To be fair, non-revenue sports. There's not a lot of interest from 
uh, from networks and things like that. So from an exposure standpoint, you're going to have the businesses that are actually involved in that because not too many people are unfortunate. And I'm sure she's a great person, but, uh, but like, you know, how many car dealerships are going to want, you know, the, the top swimmer in a program to come in and that's not going to bring people in uh, like it would if you had Tim Tebow there or, or, uh, you know, Russell Wilson. Fair enough. It's going to all come down to their social media following, um, not non-revenue sports. You know, if they have a following on social media for something else they do, um, or, you know, I don't know, they do trick <laughs> shots or, you know, whatever it might be on their, on their Instagram and they, on their Twitter, and they have a, a massive social media following, then yes, mm -hmm. they'll come for them. Um, but it, if they don't, they, they probably won't. Wow. Coach Wells, what do you think about the non-revenue sports? Oh, what these guys said, you know, it's who's looking at you and how can you get a, a body in my business? You know, mm -hmm. that, that's what it's all about. So if I don't think there's any interest and you don't like to have the social media following and you're not a hot, you know, girl, you know, it, it, that's what right. it's going to come down to. Right. Or you, you don't do anything interesting on YouTube or whatever right. it is. Right. You know, they're not going to. But it'd be, it's not just non-revenue. It's, you know, basketball and football, too. Yep. Well, Coaches, uh, we already mentioned this a little bit, but what, what do you think it does to the team concept? Does it make it harder to sell the team concept, you think? Or does it not affect it at all to have some of the guys making a good amount of money off their name where some aren't? What do, what do you think about that? Doesn't make it easier. It doesn't. But, I mean, it, it's a an element that brings you closer to what a, a pro locker room is like. Sure. Where there's everyone's making money and it, it's all, you know, different tiers and guys are making higher salaries and some more than the coach and <laughs> some <laughs> um, are, are, you know, league minimum guys. So yes. um, keep the focus on, uh, on winning, you know, on what you normally do. Um, I don't think it, you know, changes too much. It's just your, relationships will change in the locker room is what what you worry about so you know more more of an emphasis most likely on chemistry and those things would be important um but it, it's kid to kid and looking around and that guy just got 500 dollars from this these two companies and I, I have nothing no one's coming from me and i'm jealous and you know those things will happen to me but those are always factors in the locker room anyway yeah kids are jealous about playing time or you know, how coach talks to him and he coach likes him more than me and, you know, that, that kind of thing. So it's just another factor uh, to be added in. Yeah. They're always jealous about shots and stuff. So this will be no different. <laughs> yep. Which how about on the football field? What do you, what do you think as far as uh, the chemistry? Is it going to be harder or easier or not affected? Or I don't think it will be affected as much, especially if you have a strong team chemistry and strong culture and, you know, high standard. Um, it's just like anything else. There's always a new norm. There's always something new, something different out there. Uh, and nothing becomes a problem uh, until it becomes a problem in the locker room. You know, so if, if it becomes a distraction, if you see a, you know, really good player is usually really good, distracted about companies are trying to make some money. Um, now that goes to the head coach and how he's going to handle each individual uh, situation. But I, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it being a problem because it's always been that way. Yeah, the, um, the one weird angle I was thinking of, I told this one a couple of weeks ago, and I was just, again, thinking of a 
think a really small college sport, like, I don't know, let's just say maybe, uh, I don't know, I live right near Stony Brook University. So let's just say the, let's just say the ladies tennis team at Stony Brook, um, you know, has, has a, a parent there who owns a business and, and has some, some wealth in the family there. I think they could really get involved in the recruiting at a smaller level by trying to seek out the best tennis players, even if, if that family has personal wealth where they have enough where, again, tennis kids probably might not get as much as, say, a football or basketball player, obviously, but I feel to get anything at all could definitely influence some of the lower sports as far as revenue goes. I think individual influence could be had if you have like some sports where there is a wealthy family involved in a program or they could maybe give the best players in the country in tennis to come here for a thousand dollars or five thousand dollars and i you know to me it's, it seems like that's a, a a lower level problem i think that people will ignore but i think it'll still they'll still be there but i'm happy i said I'd be happy for the kids but i think you could influence it at that at a much lower level there i think somebody or an individual could definitely do that i mean i know that won't affect football and basketball but it's just something i see whether it be you know tennis or even even a, a lower level uh, squash or something like stony brook has a good squash team it's just you know, it's just something like that i mean i know it doesn't sound like a lot but if i get Coach, i don't even know what squash is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even kidding butternut squat would you oh, i have no idea what even squash is right here in florida <laughs> yeah yeah so well, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's the ball where after you hit it for a while, the ball heats up and then it bounces better. That's how weird the sport is. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like NBA Jam? Here's the, here's the problem. <laughs> big, big sport and little sport, it's, it's big bank, take little bank. It's just going to separate the divide, you know, even more. Because if there is a Stony Brook that's saying, hey, we can offer this, all right, so I'm going to see that. And I'm at Syracuse. I got more big bank or more relationships. Hey, Stony Brook down there, they offering this. We need to find a guy that offers more, you know? So it's, yeah. it's going to be big bank, take a little bank. Sure. All across yeah. the country. Yeah. And I use that. So this, all this really is, this is worldwide West just becoming commonplace now. It's not just yeah. exclusive to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny, but, you know, I, I use that example because, you know, around here, like I, I, how many division one schools are in Florida as far as college goes? Any, any idea like 10, 15, 8? Well, that's a great question. Like, it depends on, on the Island, sport though. Yeah, because here on Long Island, we only have Stony Brook and Hofstra. That's why I use those as an example. But you guys yeah. have some major, major. There's at least a dozen, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have Miami, Florida State, Florida. I mean, you have so many. FIU, FAU, USF, yeah. UCF. Yeah, I mean, UCF had a great year. I mean, it's just incredible how many, you know, yeah. it's really different. I mean, we do have, you know, again, we have Binghamton and Albany upstate also, but it's just different. And Syracuse, of course, being the biggest one in the state, coach played there. But on Long Island here, you just don't even have those same amount of, uh, that's not the same amount of access. But I don't know. I just think it's going to be, it's going to have so many effects. Like coach said, big bank, small bank. I think it's definitely going to do it, but now coaches, uh, here's the hundred thousand dollar question. Does it, does this trickle down to the high school level? I, I hope not from a personal ex, uh, standpoint, but how do you gentlemen feel? It, with basketball at, at your highest level, um, elite talent across the country. I mean, your top 50 players in the country, it, it there's already an opportunity for those high school kids. I mean, with, with overtime uh, elite starting and, and they're signing kids that are in high school to, you know, multiple year deals to come and play and basically be pros right now. 
Um, I could see at the, the elite level of it trickling down to them. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I don't see it. Um, your, your, your average high school player, you know, generating any revenue from it. But um, I, I see, I could see the, you know, McDonald's all Americans and uh, your top 50 kid, you know, kind of uh, being able to take advantage of that because they do have large social media followers. Uh, basketball is, is something that's covered uh, on social media heavily uh, with, with highlight companies and, and all these mixtapes and everything. So uh, I can, I can see it coming for, for high school at, at that level. You know, Think about a kid like Zion, obviously. I mean, think about, you know, imagine, imagine the following that he has. I mean, can you imagine him in high school? He definitely could have benefited from this. I mean, uh, without a doubt. That would, that would have been something that would have been very profitable, I think, for that level of player at that level of following. He was a legend before he stepped on the court. It was amazing. So um, it's just. Amazing. I know the Florida High School Athletic Association has already come out and said that they, they are not allowing any type of compensation for NIL. Um, but. You know, that's just one state out of 50. Yeah. And what does that mean? They're not allowing any compensation. Does that mean like. Meaning that you would be, you would be ineligible to participate if word got back that you were compensated for anything. Yeah. Okay. So a sneaker store up the road can't compensate a high school athlete. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's it. Well, I remember what, you know, I'm reading that and then something happened. I think Alabama, you said, I don't think uh, some of the schools as coach mentioned are not. Uh, going to allow you to use their their brand or image but that's going to be a fight within itself i think too it's going to be uh interesting and some people are gonna can use that as a recruiting tool also but uh, this school won't let you use your name use your likeness and this school will i mean that's definitely going to become uh something sticky but but um, john question on that has it always been like that with the fhsa or did always. they just say that now because no they, they, they uh, just yeah. released that uh I believe it was last week I heard it. Yeah. I just wonder if but that's, that's actually in the bylaws about compensation. Yeah. It's so been it's in been the books. It's been in their bylaws, yeah. you know, for, for a while. Okay. Yeah. So, so Coach yeah. Wells, uh, is it going to trickle down to high school football? What do you think? Uh, no, not at all. You know, you'll have guys, local guys, like you always do, you know, doing favors, you know, buying lunches, you know, giving kids rides here and there, you know, sure. taking care of seven-on-seven gear just small things like that. Right. But as far as, you know, contracts and real compensation, no, football, just numbers-wise, football is too difficult. And, you know, usually, like Coach said, the basketball stars are always usually bigger than right. the football stars. And it's easy, you know, to take care of 10, 15 kids yeah. opposed to, you know, opposed to 100. Now, let, let me throw this out, this scenario out. And, Ben, this is more directed to you because of basketball and, and the uh, – uh, shoe companies and stuff. Let's say, you know, Dave, you had brought up Zion. What if Zion, as you know, decides that once he graduates high school, before he even commits to a college, he gets sponsored by Adidas. But then he goes to, you know, he goes to Duke, which is a Nike school. What happens then? <laughs> That's a good question. I was thinking about that one the other day. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't see a sneaker company doing that. Just for that reason, yeah, maybe really? um, because then you get into you know if you sign a kid before he commits to college, now everyone knows that you're making sure he goes to that brand of school. Right. I, I see. Mean, besides the Adidas, you, you got to go to Adidas school. 
<laughs> okay, so now, all right, so let's just say then he's at Duke. I'll, I'll, let's further the example. He goes to Duke, and Duke is a Nike school. Can he sign with Adidas? Because maybe Adidas wants the wants that contract. Let's. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't. You know, you don't see yeah, that was, as a potential issue. No. Well, because if you're an athlete at Duke, you have to wear Duke's, um, whatever company that they're signed with. And, so, and truthfully, Nike Nike could be giving them some money too. Then at that point, individually, money's money. It doesn't matter what the brand is, right? Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just I have a fear that maybe the parents will be worse about this than the kids, though. That's my other fear. I think, yes, <laughs> to me up here, I know it's 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 uh, the kids are usually easy to deal with. I, I just think some I think some of we the, have great parents here, though we never have yeah. issues. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't expect you guys to comment on this, but uh, I just think some of the moms and dads might be even more interested in this than the than the kids. I, I just feel like you know. I guess it's just a personal nightmare. Like I have one one night where a kid walks in late to practice. And I'm like, you know, John, you were late. And he's like, well, I was selling t-shirts in the quad coach working on my personal brand. It's like just a personal nightmare. Like, wait a second. You realize that you, know, you still have to be here on time. We still got to work hard, you know, just, just a sketchy example, but still, I just like, it's just. This I think coaches thing. always have the control. I think he it doesn't, I don't think, even think it matters at this point. You still control playing time. You still control everything. Yeah. Well, some parents are already kind of doing this. I mean, because yeah. with, with basketball, there, there's, you know, just this perception of you, you have to have a certain amount of hype following you for co college coaches to find out about you and, and, yeah. and to be a pro and all these things. So, like, you know, there's kids class of 2028 20, with Instagram pages run by their parents and, and they're, they're paying people to come and film their kids play and they're building their social media following and everything. It's, it's happening right now. It's just a yeah. matter of, you know, them shifting over to being compensated for it instead of them thinking about, you know, getting a college scholarship out of it. Right. Yeah. You know? So as parents oh. are doing that with sixth graders already. Coach is right about that. When you go to all those exposure camps, you can see all the film going already, like at the junior, like the, the future stars camps and you have fifth and sixth graders there and the films are being cut. I remember seeing it. And uh, 2028 would be a sixth grader, I guess, right now. So, I mean, yeah. So, you got people doing this already. He's right. So, I mean, I you see it at the camp clips. You I know, know why Rod's laughing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. But, I mean, uh, it's it's definitely going to be interesting, I mean, just to watch. But I don't think you can really understand the full effects of this until we're into this a couple of years. It's going to be crazy. But, I mean, you know. Uh, I, I, know. I, I actually think it's exciting. It is. I really do. I'm I'm excited about it. I want to I want to see what comes down the road, and you know there'll be some bumps in the road, and maybe they'll have to make some changes here and there. But but that's a fat genie. That's out of the bottle. Ain't getting yeah. that genie back in now. Yeah. And so uh, this is the way it's going to be. But co coaches, you think it'll ever get to the point for college coaches that any of these businesses could pressure the college coach, or you, or you don't see that happening? If the kid. I don't see um, Go ahead, coach. No, I, just, I, I don't. I don't see company being able to put pressure on on a college coach. Good. Um, That's a fear of mine, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if 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 they're the kid that they decided to to sign to their company is uh, brand ambassador is not getting the time they wanted. That's on them for choosing the wrong kid. Um, or um, and then maybe I maybe it I, motivates the kid to play better. Maybe it does. I, I just think about I, Nick Saban's in my head. 
of, of a company coming to Nick Saban talking about playing time. Yeah. Uh, I, I would, I would love to be in that room if they did do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what Nick Saban would say about that, but um, yeah, I just don't see it being a problem. I, I see it being a problem the other way around. Like, like we talked about with coaches, you know, knowing the, knowing the boosters and the businessmen around the area, you know, coaches influencing the business instead of the business influencing you know, the coaches. Because again, when I go to this high school, I need to say, hey, we got Toyota right here. You can do this commercial, you can get 10 grand, you know, for a semester or whatever. Um, that's a selling point. You know, that's a recruiting tool that, that I can use. So I don't think, like Coach said, nobody can tell the big time coaches, you know, anything about playing time or anything like that. But I think they can influence, you know, the business. Yeah, because you know, like let's just say Toyota, for example, say Toyota makes a lot. Maybe maybe the arena has tremendous Toyota sponsorship, and then Toyota gives a local kid an opportunity, and then he's not playing. It just feels like there's some gray area here where we just it's going to have to be discussed and, and worked through. Because well, the, the problem is you you're going to have to be established. You you got to be a baller. You got to be a, a Zion. You got to be a Trevor Lawrence. You know nobody's going to just give out you know hundreds of thousand dollars to somebody who they think might be a good player. You know, it, it's, you gotta, you know how to earn these, these deals. And I think they're going to be more so concerned with you doing something to lose all your Instagram followers, as opposed to you doing something to lose all your playing time, because you could not play and still be a major influencer because you have, you know, 200,000 followers or something like um, I, I, that's what I think they'll be even more concerned with. Really? And I, and I think that's a, uh, that, that's not a bad thing either to, again, if it, if it is an early lesson about editing your behavior and making sure that you're protecting your brand and, you know, yourself and your character, I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, it's, it's, if, if your character is going to cost you money, you're going to edit your character. So if you have an opportunity to capitalize on things, you're less, you're less inclined to do things to damage that income. And if that's if that's one of the things that that, you know, again, it's good business sense, you know, keeping keeping yourself uh, at a more professional level. Yeah, I mean, and like and the last thing I wanted to bring up, I mean, I know I'm being really naive here, but I just fear for the education getting totally lost in this rest of the process. I mean, I know it's been challenged anyway, but I feel like this is going to be even more of a distraction. I mean, I just feel like I've got to find a way to help these kids get a degree. You know, I just feel. It just, it just, as a high school teacher, I just, I still feel uh, loyal to that education first, you know, and it's, uh, and I know at the, you know, the followers for the Instagram followers and making the money is, is definitely going to be more, you know, more valuable to, to a lot of kids, but I just feel like, oof, I, I just fear for the, the kid who only goes to the big school for two years and doesn't finish their degree. I, those are the guys I, I really get nervous for here, you know, that top recruit, maybe where it doesn't work out. That's the kid I, you know, I get nervous for. You know, we've all seen millions of those around, you know, around different different colleges over the years. Coaches, yeah, anything? Probably wasn't going to work out for that kid anyway, though. Right. To, to be honest with you, I mean, right. if they weren't going to prioritize right. um, their sport and, and, and education and, and getting their grades that they need to get, I mean, yeah. would, would this really change it for that kid? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think right. so. Right. Mm. Yeah, you're, you're probably right about that, Coach. Coach Wells. Yeah, the two, two, two different animals. Uh, again, football and basketball are really different. Yeah. I don't know about basketball, but football, these guys are going in in December, you know, going in their senior year in December, going in early, graduating in three and a half, 
Good. years. Uh, they can't even go to the NFL to three years. So um, I, I don't think it'd be, it'll be a problem, you know, football wise, because at most of the schools, if you do what you're supposed to do and you're there four years, you're going to get some type of degree, you know, um, it's the guys that leave early or try to go to this transfer portal, uh, things like that, try to transfer and then drop out or something like that, uh, who won't, you know, who won't take education seriously. But if you had a school football wise with all the structure, all the assistance they have, you're going to graduate. Good. Good. Yeah. Cause that's, I guess, like I said, it's just uh, the part, <clears throat> the piece that I, I'm still, I still want to make sure that the kids are getting so they can have, obviously have more opportunities in their future. You know, it's uh, but like coach said, they have to, they do have to prioritize. And uh, that's obviously a very important thing, but uh, all right, gentlemen, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to get coach Wells out of here because I promised I'd have him out by uh, 10 o'clock. It's nine 52. <laughs> so I delivered on that. I can't thank you guys enough. I mean, uh, I definitely can't wait to follow you guys. Now when's football st officially start first game coach. Uh, first practice, August 2nd. Right. And then uh, first game is August 20th. Okay, awesome. That's a kickoff classic. And then official game is August 20th, okay. 27th. Next I'll be following you guys. And Coach Witherspoon, when's your season start? Um, we start playing late November around uh, Thanksgiving week. So Great, great. So I'll be, I'll be looking forward to it. And uh, I really appreciate all you guys coming on. And uh, such a great topic. Is there anything I can, ever, if anything you guys ever want to come on and talk about, it's always, it's always the guests that make the show the best. That's what makes you guys so great for coming on here and doing this for us. And uh, it's such a big topic. So I, I, uh, I thank you for your thoughts and uh, your experiences. Gentlemen, thanks for coming on. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it.